hello everybody hello everybody welcome back to the bushy baller brand podcast this is my post week two nfl podcast gonna hit um three big stories today for you gonna try to keep it a little bit shorter in the past we usually do about 40 45 minutes gonna try to keep this between 20 and 30 we'll see how it goes i never know how passionate i get about these things or if some breaking news comes out or if i find out something that I did it during my research, so we'll see how it goes. Um, quick update for you guys on the podcast. The person that I had originally planned to take over the NFL podcast for Bushy Baller Brand backed out, which makes plenty of sense because he's busy, had a lot of stuff between work and his life, so he cannot fully commit. So you will be hearing me weekly with the NFL podcast. And once we get a little bit closer, we're getting there. NBA season coming up in about a month, so you're going to be hearing – Hopefully two podcasts a week, one about the NFL, one about the NBA. And if I can find somebody to take the NFL one, I mean, if you're listening to this and you have the equipment and you have the time and you can edit it and produce it and post it, go ahead and find us on Instagram at Bushy Baller Brand. DM us and let us know that you'd like to be a part of the company. With that being said, let's jump right into the three topics we got for you today. The first one I'm going to hit you with is all the NFL quarterback news that you need to know. Because this past week, several different things came out about different quarterbacks in the league, well-known quarterbacks too, big-name guys, Hall of Famer guys that um, are recently injured and different things going on with them. And so I'm going to go back to um, just talking about some of the QBs and what their statuses are, starting with Andrew Luck retirement. So here are some big-name NFL quarterbacks that have had something happen to them so far, and it's only week two of the NFL season. We're going to start with Andrew Luck. As most of you know, Andrew Luck retired. He was only 29, super young guy, but decided to retire. And then we had week one, Nick Foles. He had the broken collarbone. People are thinking he's going to be out for the year. I did a little bit more research, and apparently he is targeting a week 11 return. So don't fully rule Nick Foles out for the year. And then this past week, so many different things have happened. I don't know where to begin. I guess we'll start with Sam Darnold last week was diagnosed with mono. And so he was ruled out for at least the next two to three weeks. But uh, the doctors have been saying that it could be at least a month before he can get back. And that's before he can get back to practicing, not back to the games. Because mono is something that can be very dangerous as you get older. And so you don't want him in the building. You don't want it to spread and get to other guys. And so for about a month, Sam Darnold is probably going to be out for the Jets, maybe even a little bit more if he doesn't recover the time that he wants to, or obviously if something else comes up. And so he's out for at least a month. His backup was Trevor Simeon. And if you watch the Monday night game, I mean, clearly the video, I love watching the video of him where he's talking about the game and how calm he is, and he's just like, let the games begin with like some monotone voice. Um, Sadly for him, He got tackled, went down with a terrible-looking ankle injury, and he is done for the year. So for at least the next month, the Jets have currently sitting just one quarterback, Luke Falk. Obviously, they're going to be looking to get another person, another player out there, see who's available. And the name that will always come up when a quarterback goes down is Colin Kaepernick. Who knows what his situation is. He's been out of the league for about three years now, and so it'll be really interesting to see If Colin Kaepernick, I mean, obviously his name will always come up in rumors because guys will always want Colin Kaepernick to be there. The guys want him back in the league. 
Who knows who they'll go after. That'll be an interesting storyline to see what the Jets do with their quarterback. Staying in New York, Eli Manning, who has been the quarterback for the Giants for many, many years, since 2004, was benched for the rookie Daniel Jones only two weeks into the season. And I, for one, am very excited to see how he performs and how he does and if he catches on quickly or if it's going to be slow start or if it's just going to be a disaster. Because a lot of people think it's going to be a disaster because they feel that Daniel Jones was taken way too early in the draft. Who knows? We'll have to see. But Eli Manning was benched. And that's another storyline for another time. What does Eli Manning do? Does he stay? Sorry, excuse me. Does he stay with the Giants? And does he just mentor Daniel Jones and see what he can do there for them? Or does he request a trade, a request to be released, so he can go and try and compete somewhere else? Maybe he goes to the Jets. Or maybe he tries to go to the Jaguars or do something else. Maybe he gives a shot at Miami. Who knows? But that'll be something that you're going to want to watch. Is Eli Manning, or does he just retire? So that's the situation with the quarterbacks in both New York teams. And then, of course, we got Nick Foles with the broken collarbone, like I said. And then you got Cam Newton, who people are, like, getting less and less excited about as I feel each week goes by. I mean, he did great. He was a phenomenal player. He got them to a Super Bowl. Didn't win. But ever since that Super Bowl, he really just... It just seems like he's just been almost not, I don't want to say declining, but definitely not himself. I mean, he's been kind of crazy. He's had a couple injuries, back and forth. Now, granted, Cam Newton hasn't exactly had the best offensive weapons around him. He does have Christian McCaffrey now, who is something special. But outside of that, I mean, E.J. Moore, Greg Olson, Curtis Samuel. I mean, they're not, like, the most exciting, talented guys. But he does have a foot injury. That as of now, which is today is Wednesday, September 18th, I have not seen any update on it, and I haven't seen any timetable for his return. So keep an eye out on Cam Newton. Who knows if he can't go, Will Greer, the freshman, not the freshman, the rookie quarterback from West Virginia will be his backup, and it will be interesting to see if he plays. And then finally, two really big-name guys that suffered significant injuries. Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm going to start with Drew Brees because Drew Brees had this thumb injury. And if you see the footage of him coming off after he injured his thumb, the guy can't even grip a football. And it did not look good. And it's something that definitely should have New Orleans fans concerned because they're saying it's going to be at least eight weeks. Something goes wrong. Maybe he doesn't recover as quickly. He's an older guy. It could be longer. He does have Teddy Bridgewater to back him up. And I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think that Teddy Bridgewater will be able to keep them afloat. Now, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater will be able to keep the Saints to where they would be if they had Drew Brees. But I like Bridgewater, and I think that he'll be able to keep them in the playoff run until Drew Brees gets back from his thumb injury, which, again, should be about eight weeks, but there's not an official timetable on that. Like, I can't say specifically eight weeks. It could be six to eight. It could be eight to ten. But I'm saying eight is probably going to be around where it's going to be at. And then finally, Big Ben Roethlisberger, season-ending elbow surgery. He is done for the year. And boy, let me tell you, this Steelers team just keeps going farther and farther down from where they were a year ago. And not even, maybe even two years ago. Because in the past year or so, they have lost Le'Veon Bell, 
They've lost Antonio Brown and now this season Ben Roethlisberger to a season-ending injury. And it's very devastating. Now, Mason Rudolph, let me tell you something. Mason Rudolph, go back and watch his tapes from Oklahoma State. The guy can throw the ball. And I think Mason Rudolph will be a very solid replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. And I think that he may just be the quarterback of the future for the Steelers once Big Ben officially decides to hang them up. I really like I, I like Mason Rudolph. I, I think that he'll be able to do well. I think not necessarily this year, but I think down the road he can get them to the playoffs, maybe even an AFC championship. Who knows? He's got weapons around him. He does have James Conner, who's going to have to step it up more this year. First two weeks, he hasn't really been anything exciting. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster, who obviously is one of the top receivers in the league. And he does have, on the other side, James Washington, who's a receiver that he threw to in college. And so it should be nice for a guy like Mason Rolfe to have your first pro start be with a guy that you also play with in college. So keep your eyes out for Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. I don't see the Steelers making the playoffs this year, but I do see them, you know, putting up a fight against some teams. And so it just ba- makes people beg the question, what is with all these injuries and what happens? Like, do these guys need more preseason snaps? I mean, is that something that you don't want to risk injury during preseason, but you put guys out there, you know, they're all for X amount of time. You got four weeks of football where they're just standing on the sideline, and then boom, you just throw them in to the game, and they haven't played any preseason, or if they did, it was like one drive. And so do they need to do more of that? Who knows? Do these guys need to be more aware of their surroundings? Do they need to, you know, be able to keep their teams afloat and make sure that they know what's going on around them? And the biggest question right now is, obviously Tom Brady excluded, because Tom Brady is just something that we have no clue. He's just, he's out of this world with what he's doing at his age. But is age catching up to some of these guys? I mean, you just look at a couple of these guys' ages. Nick Foles now 30. Cam Newton is also 30. Both having these injuries, these lingering injuries, and you're not sure if they're going to be out all year, what's going on with them, and they're both 30, which to me personally, just a little side note, I had no clues in, no clue that Nick Foles and Cam Newton were the same age. I thought Nick Foles was a lot older than Cam Newton, but I was wrong. And then you start getting really up there. Big Ben is 37. Drew Brees is 40. Eli's 38, and these guys are all getting up there in age for quarterback. And so it really makes you question, is age what is catching up to these guys now? I mean, Eli Manning, in my opinion, should have been mentioned years ago. Not saying that they shouldn't have waited for Daniel Jones because he could be the answer because they could see something in him. But Eli Manning should not have been the starter for as long as he was. But age is something that may be catching up to them. And so these quarterbacks, those guys – Something to keep an eye out for. If they do come back early from what they were expected, you got to keep an eye out for them because they could re-injure it. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Oh, the guy getting up there in their mid to late 30s, even 40s now, and what could happen with a simple tweak or a simple wrong cut. Moving on now to another storyline that has been pretty busy in the NFL and has been something that the guys, uh, you know, around the league are really talking about. And that's the Miami Dolphins. And they are a complete mess right now. I mean, absolute complete mess. And no one really knows what's going on with their team. I mean, who knows about the quarterback situation and what their goals are right now? And you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's played the first two weeks, just is not played well at all. You got Josh Rosen, who's there to back him up, who really should probably be the starter, but who knows? Um, so you got the QB situation. Rumors are going around, and it's looking very much 
like they are tanking. And who knows? Biggest reason would probably be for Tua from Alabama. Maybe they have someone else in mind. Maybe they like a Jalen Hurts. Who knows? But, I mean, tanking is something that really is going to upset some players. I mean, and if you just if you look at the stats, it's mind-blowing, the stats from the first two weeks of how bad it is and how it looks like they're tanking. They've been outscored 102-10 to 10 in the first two weeks. 102 points to only scoring 10 in the first two weeks. They've been outgained. The opposing t- first two teams, the Ravens and the Patriots, have gone a total of 1,024 yards, whereas the Dolphins have only gained 384 yards through two weeks. And that is just something where, I mean, I don't even know if tanking is the right word. It's just, what are you doing? Like, you're not even, like, playing football. You're just putting pads on guys and saying, go do whatever. Because, I mean, that is terrible. And you got to feel bad for the fans as well. Because these people are buying jerseys, they're buying hats, T-shirts, they're paying tickets, they're paying for parking. They're giving all this money to the team. And they got to go and see them turnover after turnover. They can't score. Their defense can't stop anybody. And who really knows what their plan is at this point? And I personally feel bad for Josh Rosen. And like I heard Colin Coward say, he's been set up to lose in this league. He got drafted by the Cardinals, where, I mean, David Johnson was coming off an injury, Fitzgerald's getting up there in age, and the coaching staff was not really what it should have been there. And so he was then traded to Miami, which, I mean, what are you going to do in Miami? Seriously. I mean, look at the pieces around him. Offensively, what does he have? There's not much there. There's Kenyon Drake who's been a bust. There's Devontae Parker who's not anything really special at this point, and Alan Hearns, who has disappeared since his time in Jacksonville. So there's not many pieces around there to help Josh Rosen succeed in his career. And if they really are tanking for Tua, then you got to think Josh Rosen's going to be on the move again. Because you're not going to bring in Tua, and you're not going to have a guy like Josh Rosen just be his backup. Because, I mean, that, that, that wouldn't be fair to Josh Rosen. And he has not been set up to succeed in this league. And you just, you got to feel for the guy because... It's not really his fault that he, he didn't choose to get drafted by the Cardinals and he didn't choose to get traded to Miami and he didn't choose to have Kenyon Drake be his lead back and Devontae Parker and Alan Hearns just be his receivers. That's not That wasn't his choice. That was the Dolphins' choice to put those pieces around him. And it makes it look like they're going to tank and the Dolphins are just a team. If you're in a pick or if you're trying to you know pick different games, bet money, I would... I would put maybe five or ten dollars down, just you know, just a little bit that they may go zero and sixteen. Now I don't think. Now I'm not saying it's a guarantee because I'm sure that they will win a game or two and shock the world, but they very well could go zero and sixteen. And it's only a matter of time before Josh Rosen takes over for Ryan Fitzpatrick down in Miami. And then you look at their defensive side in terms of are they really a solid team on defense? Eh. You got Eric Rowe, you got Xavier Howard, that's about it. Not really anything to brag about or write home about. So it's not really anything that you're going to want to rave about defensively. And they just let their main guy, their best defensive player, go. And that's going to transition into my final point. And they let go, I mean, they didn't let go, they traded Minka Fitzpatrick. And Dolphins traded him to the Steelers, which I don't really get what the Steelers are trying to do. But that's a point for another time, another podcast, a different discussion. Because 
at the way it looks, the Steelers are really not going to be competing for the playoffs. So you kind of wonder, like, why they would trade for one of the best cornerbacks in the league and, like, try to salvage the season if, you know, they're starting off 0-2. It's not looking great for them. So I don't really understand what they were doing there. Maybe that's where Minka Fitzpatrick requested to get traded. I don't know. But that's just Dolphins traded him to the Steelers. And after week one, there was a lot of rumors that not just Minka, but several players. I haven't heard any other names, but I obviously Minka Fitzpatrick is one of them. But I've heard many rumors that several players wanted out of Miami after week one. After one loss, 59-10 loss to the Ravens, that several players wanted out. Do I blame them? No. I do not blame them at all. Because it seems that these players got the tanking vibe. And that they really don't want to tank. I mean, you're a pro for a reason. You don't become a pro athlete and go into the league and say, I want to lose. Or, oh, you know, I'm here because I want to be 8-8. and Or I want to be 7-9. Like, no, you don't come into the league with the mindset of let's be average or below average. You want to win. You want to play the game of football to win because you never know how long your career could be. The average length of an NFL career... I looked it up, is just under three years. Just under three years. And so you're telling me that the average player's got three years in the league. That's less than like a rookie contract. And they're going to want to come in and in three years want to go 8-8, eight 8-8, and 7-9. Eight, eight and eight, no. These guys want to win because in one play, in one hit, in one wrong cut, your career could be over. And you don't want to be in the NFL and have your whole career be you losing or being average. And so when these guys get a vibe of the team's going to tank and they're going to have no shot at the playoffs, they're going to want out. Players do not want to lose. And we're seeing this in Jacksonville as well with Jalen Ramsey, who many people are saying and arguing that he may be the best cornerback in the league. And he might as well be. And obviously part of it may have to do with the coaching, which is why he wanted out. He got into it with the head coach and they had to be separated. But for sure part of it is losing. Because outside that one playoff run with Bortles, which still blows my mind, they haven't really done much since Jalen Ramsey has gotten there. And their defense isn't what people thought it would be. And so Jalen Ramsey, he requested a trade out of Jacksonville. I don't blame him. They start 0-2 as well. And I just I think that guys like him don't see a bright future in Jacksonville. Probably see it being a losing season. And he wants to win. And Jalen Ramsey wants to win bad. And what am I seeing from teams that are considering going after him? I'm seeing the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's like, I mean, obviously there's always, always the Patriots out there to be rumored with. No matter who's out there, who's requesting a trade, who's a free agent, Patriots will always be out there. I'm seeing the Philadelphia Eagles right now as the biggest suitor, as a team most likely to go after him. And I could see Howie Rosen making a move. He always knows how to make moves. He's making the right moves, and he gets the guys in there that can help him to win. And let me tell you, if you watch that game against Atlanta, the Eagles really, really could use help at cornerback. And they need major help. Ronald Darby, I mean, he's going to be, you know, your third guy maybe. They do have Jalen Mills, who's out with an injury, but I don't think that he's a guaranteed lock, like, number one cornerback. And... I mean, around them, and you don't have much more. You got Maddox, maybe, but he's not going to, you know, be covering A, B and all that stuff like that. So I really, I could see the Eagles making a move for him. 
Jacksonville wants at least a first rounder. They're probably going to want two. So you really got to look hard and see if that is worth it for your team. And I could see the Eagles making a move for him. So Jalen Ramsey definitely winning out of Jacksonville. And I just saw on Twitter that the move most likely is going to come Friday or Saturday because they do have the Thursday night game this week. They play tomorrow night. And they're not, you know, you're not going to want to trade a guy the day before the day of the game. So he's probably going to be out there suiting up, playing, and then he'll probably be moved at some point this weekend would be my guess. So watch out for the Eagles to be the number one team making a move for him. And this is going to be kind of my final wrap-up point to today's podcast, is that the NFL teams have to be careful. Because the NFL is starting to seem to be a little bit more like the NBA. And I could see guys wanting to team up and form super teams, and three or four guys agree that they want to go to one place and really stack up that roster and try to win. And I'm not saying the Patriots, uh, you know, aren't always a super team because they are as long as they have Tom Brady there. But you saw with Antonio Brown. I mean, the rich get richer. The Patriots did not need Antonio Brown at all. But they went and got him, and he's only he's another piece to help them. And I wouldn't say – I'm not going to say that they were a super, super team, but if Antonio Brown's there the whole season and these allegations against him – which more and more keep coming out, so it's looking less and less like he's going to be there the full season. But if he does stay there the full season, this is a super team, and the NFL's got to be careful because teams are if teams are tanking and teams are losing and you know not wanting to win and just trying to get draft picks, guys are going to want out, and players are going to be less and less loyal to their teams because of the way that they are. We saw it with the Sixers in the NBA. They could not attract a single free agent to their team until they started winning. For about four seasons, this team was purposely losing, and they were rotating guys in and out. They are having 20, 25, 30 players a season, different lineups. And, you know, each night they were changing guys in and out, and no one wanted to go there. But then they make the playoffs, and they make the playoffs again, and they build guys up like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and guys all of a sudden flock there and want to play in Philly. And... This is what it's going to be like for the NFL. If teams are going to want to tank and try to get these top picks, guys aren't going to want to play there. You're going to get a bunch of mid-tier, below-average players that are going to sign there for veteran minimums and just make their money and play and be okay with losing. And their star players that you have there are going to want out, and they're going to want to trade out. And so the NFL is you know, kind of seeming to be more and more like the NBA, and their contracts are getting a little bit bigger, Guys wanting out, guys wanting bigger contracts, holdouts because they're not getting the money that they want. And NFL teams, if you guys are planning on tanking or losing, we saw it with the Dolphins already. We're starting to see it with the Jaguars a little bit now. Granted, Nick Foles was out, but still, I mean, you're going to see these guys who aren't going to want to play for these teams that are losing. And players are going to, you know, they're all about the money, but they're also about winning. And if you're a pro athlete, you're going to want to win. And you're not, you're not going to care about loyalty. Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he could have wanted to stay there long term, but they're going to keep losing. He's going to want out, like he did. Minka Fitzpatrick, I don't know much about the guy, but he was drafted in Miami. I'm sure he was excited on draft night. I'm sure that he loved it there. But you're, you're an all-elite cornerback. You're not going to want to be okay with losing and not winning any games. And the NFL, seriously, needs to be careful. And they should put out a warning to warn GMs to not make it public. Now, has it been made official as the GM said, you know, us Miami Dolphins, we are tanking. 
No, but you get that vibe from the team that they have and the way that they're playing and being outscored. And they need to be careful because they're going to start to transition into more of an NBA look to the league. Which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not. I love the NBA. The NBA is my favorite sport. So I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. But if you want to be different from other leagues, you can't start transitioning and starting to look like the other leagues. Because then people are just going to say, oh, you know, these three or four guys in the NFL free agency all got together and decided that they wanted to play in San Francisco or New York or Tampa Bay or wherever it may be. And then they're going to start to build these super teams. So if the NFL wants to be different and not look like the NBA, you got to be careful. Because these stars, these all-talent guys, are not about losing. They want to come in and they want to win. And if you're going to give off a vibe that your team is not winning on purpose, you're not going to be able to attract any free agents. You're going to start drafting guys, and those guys are going to see that you're losing again, and they're going to want out quickly. And you've got to be careful. If you're an NFL franchise, don't make it known that you're tanking because you're not going to attract any free agents. All right, thank you very much for giving this a listen, this podcast, post-week two NFL. And we're going to try to keep these podcasts coming out weekly, every Wednesday. And like I said in the beginning of the show, I will be your host for this podcast and an NBA podcast once we get closer to the season. And if you do have a microphone at home, if you have the ability to produce and edit your own show and you want to be a part of this program, let me know. Send us a DM on Instagram, at BushyBallerBrand, and say that, hey, you can do this. You can put out weekly content, and it would really help us because we are looking for an NFL podcast guy, and we are looking for people who can do things with YouTube as well. So go check us out on Instagram. Check out the website. It's linked in our Instagram page as we have two different blogs out. We have Baseline, and we have The Scoop, an NBA and an NFL blog. Go check those out as well. Thank you very much for giving us a listen. I appreciate it so much, and thank you for all the support. And don't forget to check in with us next Wednesday as our post-week three podcast will be coming out as well. Thank you very much.